Are you awake, Resurrection? Really, are you awake? You're sure about it. Pinch yourself, be sure. You're here today. Is the music alive in you? Are you ready to be awake? You know, because sometimes we think we're awake and we're not. You know, sometimes we think we know and we don't. You know, so I'm asking you today, are, are you awake, Resurrection? Are you awake? Can we be awake together? Well, let's see. Let's try that and figure out what being awake might mean as the body of Christ here in this place. So today, we're on this journey. We started off with a song I hadn't heard in years, and I just wanted to uh, lift it up, that hymn of promise that was the solo this morning. A friend of mine named Sean says uh, that it was one of his favorite hymns as a trans man. He says it's the unofficial anthem of the trans community, at least in Boston, where Sean is. Unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. You hear that? Unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. I love it that our trans folk, when they make such a big transition in their life, they get to have a new name. It marks this huge transition in their life. It marks who they authentically are before God. It marks how they understand their spirit and their soul to be completely and authentically. To get a new name, that's an important thing. In the scripture this morning, we've got someone who got a new name. We've got Saul turns into Paul. What do some of you do in transitions in your life this day? You may not change your name, but I've seen some of you. You get a tattoo. <laughs> seen that? Some people have had lots of transitions. <laughs> lots of transitions. You know? My partner, Walter, if you see him in his shorts, he's got a like, coffee mug down here with these uh, steam coming up out of it. He says it's steam. I say it's flames. But he says it's steam coming up out of there. It happened in one of those points in life where he had a significant change and he wanted to mark it by marking that tattoo on his calf. You know? He won't tell me what it's about between him and God, that transition in his life. Well, sometimes transitions are big enough that we get new names. When I was a little kid waiting to be revealed, <laughs> waiting to be revealed, eight years old, my parents should have known better. Uh, There's this song I loved called Secret Love. Any of you know it by Doris Day? Oh. You know, eight years old, running around the house. Once I had a secret love. <laughs> a love deep in the heart of mine. And then later in the song it goes, Now, now I shout it from the hilltops. My secret love's no secret anymore. Happy pride, resurrection. Happy pride. <laughs> secret love's not secret anymore. Oh, man. And somewhere along the way, sometimes we get a new name. Get a new name. But as a kid, see Doris up there in that Calamity Jane outfit? Man, this little little eight-year-old gay boy needed that woman in that buckskin outfit singing about secret love. You know, she was just challenging some gender roles back then, the way that we often do in our community. And today, our character we meet on the road, that lion. Just want you to notice, did you, need, did you see that he had that pink bow in his hair? Yeah. Just some gender stuff going on today. And I have to tell you, one of our women came up to me today, and this isn't the first time it happened. She said, I really like that stole you've got on. She says, it'd make a really good bow tie. 
how we see things differently and in this world and how we relate in our genders as God gave us and as we are intended to be. Now, one of our own staff people, you know, has a history being the lion. And uh, he's going to put his picture up there on the screen. <laughs> this part's actual, you know, this part's not, you know. But I find it fascinating as we're talking about blurring the boundaries. He understands himself to be a bear. But there he is as a lion. You go figure that out. <laughs> you figure that out. You figure that out. So how are we on the journey that Jesus put us on, this yellow brick road? How are we doing in the book of Acts as we go through this, this, this month of pride? So if we remember the disciples, they were told to go throughout all of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And they probably didn't want to, but they got started. And so who have we met? Who have we met along the way as we've gone along this road? We've met some Samaritans. We've met who else? A eunuch we met some Gentiles along the way you know they're getting out there they're meeting people and in our Oz story that's going alongside this they've been moving along Dorothy she grabbed those ruby slippers and her love Toto and as she went along she met that straw scarecrow then she met the tin man you know and it feels pretty good doesn't it, it feels pretty good right now man I'm on the journey I'm on the road that God put me on it's marked I can see it you know, so I'm taking steps down that journey. I've got some friends with me now. I'm not alone anymore. So, you know, things are good. Things are good. Let's go down this road a little bit more. We're going to succeed. This is where God wants us to be, right here and right now. And so they're on that road and that journey, and what do they see up ahead of them? A dark forest. Creepy forest, I think Dorothy said. Creepy. Y'all been in some creepy places before? Some of them might have been dark. Dark forest. Creepy. And so what do they start doing? They start naming what scares them. That ever-helpful tin man. You know there's lions, tigers, and bears. To someone who's prone to being afraid, that's not a good thing to say. You know, right before you enter a dark space. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, boy. Well, let's do, you're ready. Let's do it. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. my. And what happens? Ah! Ah! That was Elisa on the front row. <laughs> they find that which they're afraid of right there in front of them, and they scatter. You know, it looked good going in. They had arms and arms skipping down the road. They're going to face this fear. And right when that fear shows up, they hit different directions. Sometimes that's what it's like when we get afraid. Something shows up that scares us. And we forget we're in this together. We don't have to scatter in that same way that they did. So lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Well, the early church, the early church on this adventure... There's some people who aren't out in the mission field like all these disciples are. They're sitting back in Jerusalem where it got started, right? So they're sitting back in Jerusalem and they hear the mission reports. And the mission reports say, you know what? Samaritans are now part of the church. You know? And they go, oh my. You know? What are we going to do with those people? You know, those people. They don't have the right bloodlines. 
You know, they're biracial. They worship on the wrong mountain. What are we going to do with those people? Now they're part of the family. You know? And then they get another field report. That first one was Philip. We can, you know, blow that one off because Philip has always done crazy stuff. Second one, a eunuch. Philip again. Philip again. You know, we don't let those people in the temple. You know, something's wrong with them. You know, something. And so, the eunuchs? Goodness. Oh, my. People in Jerusalem are reading those mission reports very carefully these days. They're not sure what's going on. So, Philip's done this part, and then, you know, we thought we could trust Peter. Okay? We thought we could trust Peter, and then, just because of some vision and some dream that we heard about last week... Just because of that, now the Gentiles are part of our family? So imagine yourself sitting back in Jerusalem getting these mission reports, and you haven't met these people yet. You just hear the stories that the Holy Spirit's working in their life. But you don't know any of them at this point in time. So you're back in Jerusalem, and you're going, Samaritans and eunuchs and Gentiles. Samaritans and eunuchs and Gentiles. Oh, my. Who the heck are we going to be? We're so different, I don't even recognize who we are. Are you awake? You know, are you awake? Because sometimes we're sleeping and we think we're awake. You know, unrevealed until our season. Something God alone can see. And perhaps we'll be ready to have a new name. Well, I don't know about you, but this week, there was some stuff in the news I had a hard time with. Um, and I... I want to tell you a little bit about this Paul falling down here and then how that fits. But I want to ask this. Have you ever thought you made it? Have you ever thought you were right where you're supposed to be, right moment in time, the road was laid out for you? You knew who was in and who was out, like Saul did? And then have something come and knock you off your donkey right in the middle of the road and tell you to go to Damascus? I want to tell you to watch out. Once you're in that place, you're about to get knocked off your donkey. <laughs> There's something else yet God still has in store for you. And it's going to be right like it happened to Saul if you're awake. You know, because some people have blinding lights and they still don't wake up. Okay? So if you're awake. So this week we have this wonderful story in our scripture of Saul encountering Christ and being born anew and being given a new mission that we heard takes the rest of his life to undo the harm he caused in that first part of his life. And so, as we hear that story, I want you to hear this confession this week by the leader of Exodus International. We had Channel 39 visited us this week. The radio station showed up to ask what we thought about this. So, this is a part of what we thought. Alan Chambers, the head of Exodus International, said, I'm sorry I communicated that you and your families are less than me and mine. I'm sorry that you and your families are less than me and mine. That sounds good. You know, you read a little farther down in his apology, try and get the meat out of this. What does it mean? You know, this might be the lion in the road. You know? Read what this person has to say. And as you read a little further down, it says, I cannot so apologize for my deeply held biblical beliefs 
about the boundaries I see in scripture surrounding sex. I'm sorry I communicated that you and your families are less than mine. Then he says, I cannot apologize about my beliefs about marriage. I'm sorry I communicated that you and your families are less than me and mine. I don't think he gets a new name yet. I do not think that he has been transformed, been touched by the Holy Spirit in a way that that faulty foundation that he's been working upon for so many years to harm ours is now fixed and firm and standing on Christ. I don't know about you. I kind of felt like Ananias this week. You know, being presented with something that I knew as my enemy and wondering, just wondering, what do I, what do, I do with this? What do I do with this? You know, it sort of sounds like, you know, I love you, but don't move into my neighborhood. You know, you are fine, fine people, but I don't want you marrying my daughter. You know, some of that work. Yes, yes, I know God loves you, but don't you mess with Jesus. He's saying Jesus loves you the same way. You know, there's no conversion yet. There's no conversion in that. So what do we have this week? Maybe we'll have some better news. Supreme Court's ruling this week. Tomorrow? We lift up prayers and hopes and dreams and uh, for our people and for the world who will be watching uh, what will happen with those justices. So um, forgive me for being an Ananias. Forgive me for being skeptical about this confession. Because you see, he at the same time had all these press conferences and had a new name for Exodus International, you know, called Reducing Fear. Reducing Fear. I'm not ready to give him a new name yet, though, because I think it's built on the same faulty foundation, the foundation that has caused so much harm. I know you get a new name when God's love overcomes fear. That perfect love casts that fear out. And it doesn't seem like he is there quite yet. So I am Ananias this day, and I'm remembering, you have tortured my people. You have sent my people to psychiatrists who shocked them over and over and over again. And I don't know about you, but if someone's got a cattle prod on me, I can be whoever they need me to be as long as that cattle prod is there. You know? But take that away, and God's going to reveal who I am. You know, that torture, that persecution. I'm not ready to forgive you yet. You have killed my people. You know, when Zacchaeus, the tax collector, repented, he said, I'll go and repay everyone I harmed fourfold. Well, Alan Chambers, I'm ready for you to be Zacchaeus. Figure out how to go back to all those churches where you've caused harm to people. Figure out how you can fourfold prevent all of those suicides from happening now, today. No more of them. No more of them. You know, be like Zacchaeus. Repay fourfold, and then maybe I'll think you have a new name. You know, so here's what Ananias is doing. Ananias is going to this person, Saul, with no proof other than God telling him to go and heal this person. 
He's saying, you've killed my people, you've persecuted my people. Do I really, really, really want to do this? No. But God is calling me to do it. Sometimes we're going down the road and we meet someone that looks like an enemy. And if we give it time, they might end up being an ally along the way. They might be ready for a new name. You know, when they went into that forest, screaming lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, you know, that lion ended up becoming an ally on the journey. The very thing, the very one they were afraid of became an ally on the journey. Saul became Paul, the very one that they were afraid of and had reason to be afraid of became an ally on the journey. Oh my, what God's going to do for us. We think we've got it all and then we get knocked off our donkey and we're told to welcome that enemy right in to the family. I don't know about you, but that makes me say, oh my. And so, Alan, I will hope for you and pray for you and look for that full fourfold repayment for all the harm that you have caused. The Bible gives you a new name and God gives you a new name won't be a tattoo will be on your heart and on your soul and you will be reborn so many times in our life we've had people we know who went into those programs we have people here that have experienced that on Friday night I was with some folks who uh, on the summer gatherings and they were sharing stories it doesn't take long for something like that to come up we are people who've been those who've been thrown out in many ways. Those who have had doctors tell us we weren't okay, preachers tell us we weren't okay, parents tell us we weren't okay. And some of us endured horrible things. In this space, we found a way. We have found a way to lock those arms together and to keep walking forward no matter how dark that forest looks. We don't get scattered to the side, but together we can walk in and make change happen. And this is serious stuff. I've accompanied many people into counseling sessions and, and sometimes in that place I've vomit up those horrible stories of pain and suffering. And vomit, I mean literally in a session because it's so much coming out, they actually vomit to rid themselves of that poison that was once within them. Man, together, together we claim a new name. The new name we claim is resurrection. At resurrection, we know. We know that God is with us each and every step of the way. And that together, we can make new allies each and every step we go. And even if someone calls us, so I'm glad you clapped. <laughs> and I wasn't going to say this, but I'll add to this. Who will you meet this week that you can invite? What person that you may have thought was an enemy may end up wanting to find God here? Are you awake to the possibilities? Are you awake to the possibilities? There be some lion out there with a pink bow in his head and doesn't know that he needs his place. You know? But people do. And so what if that person looks like a mom and a dad and three little kids, and they're straight. Are we at a place where those are allies on the journey? 
and if not yet, will be, because we can love anybody. We can love anybody into God's future and to God's love. Sometimes we make mistakes, and so I want you to hear this clip. The lion has been brave, and now the lion makes a mistake and thinks that all is lost. So I set this up. It gets a good song from Diana. But not even lightning will be frightening my lion and with Pink bow, courage. In your own way. Resurrection in your own way. Once you know that we're at a place in our life where we need you to read that letter that we put into the bulletin with you, to prayerfully consider through this month of July coming up about what it would mean for you to not see money as the enemy in your life, but as a friend, and that we meet that money on the road and turn it into one of our allies here at Resurrection. But it's summertime and we need some, some help. And so we ask you to read that and to prayerfully consider how you might be a part of the answer to that. Following this 
worship service at 1230, we invite you to stay because we'll have a town hall meeting and you can ask questions about that and we have more information to share with you. We are God's people in this place. We make the opportunity right here and now. We bring those allies in, in our own way. We have a new name in God's way. And for some of us, they say, oh no, they're gonna talk about money again. And I'll say, well, yes we are. Because it's a resource God intends us to use wisely and well. You know, some of us are most uh, afraid of it might hear dollars, you know, and they might hear the word budget. Walter hates the word budget. Dollars and budget, you know, and commitment card. Oh, oh, dollars and budget and commitment cards. Oh, my, you know, one more time. Dollars and budget and commitment card. Oh, my. God calls us to walk right in as the people of God. Join us. Because surely we are the lions God intended for this place in this time. Thanks be to God. Amen.